going on out there, all you Blitzers? Welcome to a new All Out Blitz podcast with Jeff and Brady. And we are here preparing for championship weekend, AFC, NFC, conference championship games this coming Sunday. Today, of course, Friday, January 22nd, 2021. Appreciate everybody joining us. Yeah. Um, only two games this weekend. I know. It's but, a, man, are they going to be good games. Best of the best. Dare I say great games of football this coming Sunday. I'm going to miss Saturday games, first of all, because I've, I've, I've really been enjoying those the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, but these two games, I honest, they're, they're going to be something else. They're going to be something. Yeah, they're going to be something that, uh, kind of like last year, you know, with how great the playoffs were last year, it's going to be something we remember for quite some time. Yeah. Um, I think you have some did you know to cover, and then we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna get into this, just some latest and greatest news, head coach GM talk, uh, some folks signed to practice squads on these uh, playoff teams, injury reports, and so on. Um, let's jump in though to uh, a little did you know? Yeah. Alrighty. Did you know that the very first football was made out of a pig bladder? That's gross. It is pretty gross. <laughs> They later on um, started to cover it with leather, and then it's come to the football you know and love today. So it's not even pig skin. No, like it's a pig like, bladder. Like we say it is. No, it's a pig. It's a pig bladder. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty disgusting. It is. <laughs> In 2016, there was a 66-yard p- pass interference call on Nevin Lawson, and it was the longest penalty in NFL history. Huh. Interesting. Uh, did you know that Mike and Kyle Shanahan became the first father and son to each appear in a Super Bowl as head coaches in last year's Super Bowl? I did. Yeah. I knew that one anyway. Yeah. Shanny lost them both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, guy. Number four. A guy called, named Tony Franklin was the first NFL kicker to play barefoot. Tony Franklin. Back in like 1970-something, I, I think. Something. I'm just trying to think of the ball back then. That's kind of, ooh, man. That's tough. Yeah. yeah. Kicking the ball barefoot like that. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, did you know that Shane, I want to say Shane, Shane Graham set the record for most field goals in an NFL game with seven field goals in 2007? Shane Graham, seven field goals. Yeah. Hopefully he was the. Uh, hopefully he was the special teams player of the week. He probably was. <laughs> Seven field goals. He probably didn't do that back then, but uh, I'm sure he would have been. Yeah. I went. I wonder if that was if he was seven for seven, or did he have the opportunity for more? That's the, that's the weird thing because seven in one game is ridiculous. Um, but I think it, he might have actually like gotten them all because it's like it's a record. Yeah, I'm just curious. Well, seven I think is just the most in one game, but. I'm just curious that he go like seven for nine. Like that's just how bad the team was on getting in the end zone. But well, yeah, either way, know. either we way, know. yeah, that was it though. Cool, awesome, yeah. good stuff. Always good stuff. Fun to talk about all kinds of different little trivia nuggets that we can pick up. I can on the game that we all love. Um, cool. Let's talk about uh, coaches and, and and GMs. Man, it's been a weird week. You know, we, we talked, um, what was it, just a couple of days ago, and we were pretty much up to the point talking about our boy Philly Rivers retiring, 
talking about Dan Campbell signing on with Detroit Lions as the new head coach, which was a uh, Saints uh, assistant. What we haven't talked about yet is that, you know, Eric Bieniemy is still out there. Yeah. And at the last time we talked, it was the Eagles and the Texans still looking for a head coach. And then shortly after we recorded that episode last, the Eagles come out and say <laughs> that they have signed Nick Sirianni. Colts offensive coordinator. To the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. That only leaves the Texans without a head coach. That's just a, that's a weird pick, man. I mean, I like, I mean, when you look at what he's what he did with the Colts, it was very good. Yeah. But definitely a, a name that kind of popped in last second, and then all of a sudden he's signing with them. It's just a weird little situation. Um, I don't know how Philly fans should honestly feel about it. Yeah. They, um, I think he's more of a stopgap into, you know, they hope that he can – can pull stuff together, and I think it's gonna. It, it potentially could be a short-term kind of job, yeah. Um, depending on what he can do here. Um, uh, Jacksonville also got their new GM and Trent Balk, um, longtime executive, uh, now signing on as the GM of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, very interesting. His name was uh, very closely tied to them for quite some time. They finally got the deal done. Uh, yesterday it was. Yeah. Uh, and then also yesterday, uh, we knew Ron Rivera had an absolutely amazing first year as head coach for the Washington football team. Well, the Washington football team just got their new general manager in Martin Mayhew. Um, he was tied to them for quite some time as well. Just got the deal done yesterday. Yeah. That's where we're at. I mean, the Texans are still looking for their head coach. Lots of news, uh, rumors, I guess, around Deshaun Watson still not being there next year as the quarterback for the Texans. Hard to imagine that, uh, but we'll he's, see he's what happens. He's probably not going to. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, it's going to take quite a bit, quite a bit. Uh, I'm assuming about three first-round picks to, to get him if you want him. And then still for the Texans, that's not a very promising future for the players or the fan base that are there right now. Well, it's not for players because Deshaun – like he's, I think he's like at this point, like doing everything. Like, well, he's been doing stuff to just like avoid like their phone calls and all that kind of stuff like that. Yeah, you think? Imagine though, like him and JG Watt are the two staples of that, that organization. If they're both gone, I mean, you you, you pretty much are starting from scratch. from scratch. Yeah, and uh, you got to rebuild everything: front office, players. Um, you, you also think that organization has to rebuild trust with with players and coaches, agents to to even want to bring them in there. To yeah. have discussions about becoming a part of that organization, um, they they have a lot of damage control to do, yeah. and uh, I think it's going to start with ownership. So we'll see if maybe somewhere around that uh, changes. Yeah, um, some interesting pickups, uh, whether it's signing to practice squad or signing to reserve and future contracts. Former Washington quarterback, former first rounder Dwayne Haskins signs a future contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers to become the backup. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. A one-year deal. Yep. Um, Pittsburgh fans, you're still not going to have a good quarterback. Either Hate way. to break it to you. Either way. Um, I think the Steelers just, like, need to realize that Ben isn't the Ben who, like, they think they, like they think. Ben hasn't is. been Ben in five, six years. Yeah, I think. Just, 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 own, just fess just up retire. to it. Just be done with it already and understand that, you know what you're going to have to do, Pittsburgh? You need a new quarterback. 
quarterback of the future. What you're going to have to do is you're going to have to draft a young one. So you are going to have to make a move. And I say that because you never do yeah. in the draft. Pittsburgh very rarely moves for anybody. You're going to have to do something a little different this year. And I don't think they're going to, but, hey, do what you want to do. Um, the, Pittsburgh was, was busy. They've also signed uh, Stephen Denmark, a corner. Charles Jones, a tight end, and Dre or Dax Raymond, a tight end, to all future contracts. Coming, of course, from the news that longtime tight end Vance McDonald has officially retired from football. Yeah. Um, so kudos to him on, on, a, on a good career and uh, always one of those players you had to watch out for on the defensive side. He'd just sneak in there and be snagging all kinds of first down catches. Yeah. Um, another interesting sign. Um, that I saw that happened yesterday was uh, Tremont Williams, corner. He's, he's a defensive back, signed to the practice squad of the Green Bay Packers. Now, Tremont Williams is a 13-year veteran, um, actually started his career um, with the Texans, mm-hmm. and went to the Packers. He oh. played the majority of his years in the NFL with the Green Bay Packers. He's actually had, let me count it, one, two, th- three different, four different contracts with the Green Bay Packers throughout his career. Um, I think this is an interesting pickup. It's, uh, you know, if they get past this weekend against the Bucks, they have the ability to then activate him for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, very good, reliable cornerbacks to either take on, of course, Patrick Mahomes and that high-flying offense, or Josh Allen and that crazy offense that they have there too. So they're gonna they're gonna play uh, a lot more corners, I think, than what we are, are typically used to seeing out of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. So a good signing to the practice squad there. Also, I just remembered one thing about news: uh, Dirk Cutter retired. Yeah. Who cares? Um, I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, no, I'm I, with you. Dirk Cutter, I think he's a great man. He's a great human. Uh, his time in the NFL, yeah, he he, he did retire from the NFL. He was uh, they uh, Falcons announced yesterday they have uh, they were not keeping him, and uh, then of course today he came out and said he retired. So he he had a long career in the NFL uh, and with football here, and his his time is just you know he's much, he definitely has an older mindset when it comes to coaching, and it doesn't me personally, I just don't think it fits in, in today's NFL all that well. As, uh, as an offensive coordinator. But uh, otherwise, uh, he's a great man, a great human. Um, heard and read a lot of stories about him over the years and, uh, you know, can definitely appreciate what he did for the game, for sure. Yeah. Um, so Tampa Bay, I just want to talk about one more quick signing because Tampa Bay... Um, Dion Buchanan? Yeah, signed Dion Buchanan, inside linebacker, to the active roster. Well, it's because one of their linebackers isn't isn't like a hundred percent or something. It's just weird that it's that immediate. Now, Dion Buchanan, of course, has had uh, he's had a longer career as well. He's been around for five years. Um, actually, just most recently played with the Falcons this year um, in twenty twenty. Played with Tampa in twenty nineteen, and then uh, also played with the Giants and the Cardinals. He spent most of his years with the Cardinals. Um, assuming they're going to use him just for an additional corner, but more than likely. 
Uh, maybe a little punt kick return kind of action as well. He does definitely have some speed on him. Um, but a former first rounder drafted 27 overall, 27th overall in the 2014 draft. Um, so it's just interesting to, to, to clean him up and, uh, and, uh, and bring him on board to, uh, to finish out the season here. So I'm sure yeah. he'll be, he'll be strapping up here in two days, um, to take on the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Um, Couple of other pieces around the Packers. Well, two other additional news items around the Packers is wide receiver Antonio Brown is out Sunday uh, against yeah. the Packers uh, with his knee issue. However, they have activated stud defensive lineman Vita Vea for Sunday against the Packers. Now, this brings a whole new level to that defensive front. Um, it, it makes them a whole lot better. The pass rush is going to be a lot better. The run stoppage if you will um pairing him up with jpp and those linebackers and and dominican sue um it's going to be a tough tough sled for the packers to run the football yeah. uh this sunday but vita vea coming back off of ir just in time i guess if you will for the most important games that the tampa Bay buccaneers are going to play this year um or just game to see if they can make it to the big one uh, and then finally, uh, two, two quick items. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is now out of the concussion protocol. He is a go for Sunday to take on the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship game, which is fantastic news. Everybody wants to see him out there. I'm sure the Bills even do want to see him out there, even though they kind of don't, because um, they want to beat teams when they're at their best. You know, you don't want to have to uh, to deal with that little asterisk next to your next to your name in the record book. Uh, well, I think I think most teams want to beat the, the teams to the at their best. They do, they do. But you, you don't want that asterisk next to your name in the record book when you uh, you know get by a team to get to the Super Bowl. So yeah. he is a go, um, which is phenomenal. I, I really can't wait to watch that game. And then the final piece of news uh, before we jump into talking about this weekend's games is uh, former GM of the Green Bay Packers, Ted Thompson, passed away. Um, so prayers, thoughts out to his family, friends, and loved ones. Um, Ted Thompson was around that organization for a very long time. You even see his his fingerprints all over the current Green Bay Packers that are heading into this weekend to the NFC Championship game uh, with a lot of players like uh, Aaron Rodgers, for example, Devontae Adams, uh, even Robert Tanyan uh, has, has the Ted Thompson fingerprint all over him. Uh, he did so much for that organization, and and again, just just prayers out to the, the Packers family there, uh, players, coaches, everybody involved with the organization and his family. Um, definitely a big loss, and uh, just just look for that. Honestly, I mean, look for that to play into this Sunday as well. You know, I'm sure uh, I'm sure him and Aaron Rodgers were close. You know, they're going to be playing this weekend for Ted Thompson. I'm sure of it. So. Yeah. Uh, just an, another little added piece of motivation. Unfortunately, it was that way. Um, but I uh, just wanted to mention that as well. Big staple in the National Football League for a long time he was. And uh, yeah. Packers are, are much better for it, uh, having him as their GM for a long time. Now on to the conference championship predictions. Take it easy, Yanni McGee. Yeah. Goodness, you've been yawning all day, kid. I don't know why. Goodness gracious. Yes, we have two games this Sunday. Yes, the first great. game, the early game, starting at 3.05 Eastern time, is the NFC Championship game where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel into Lambeau Field for the first time in a long time 
uh, to take on the Green Bay Packers for the NFC title. Um, I know who you're taking. Oh, yeah, I'm taking Green Bay. Yeah. Um, for a lot of reasons. Um, number one. Number is. one, they're playing in Lambeau. Mm-hmm. Number two, the Packers are playing unbelievable football in all three phases. Offense, defense, and special teams. Um, I think this combination of LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers is fully clicking in year two. They have a run game with Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. Um, wide receivers, I'll just, I'll just leave Devontae Adams out of it because he's the best receiver in football this year. Um, the other wide receivers, though, like Lazard, um, Tanyan. Tanyan at tight end. You have the backs coming out of the backfield for screens. You have, uh, what's his name, Quintanius or Quintavius St. Brown for Pete's sake. I can't even say his name is is coming up big. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling coming up big. Like these, these guys that you just don't expect to be game makers um, are playing very well. And the defense is showing up, which is extremely important for this weekend when they take on Tom Brady, uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronk, Cameron Brait, Rojo, and, and the crazy offense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. But yeah. uh, I, like I said, I think that additional motivation of, of Ted Thompson, um, it, it's hard for me to say that they're going to lose, but when you have a team led by Tom and by Bruce Arians and those guys, it's, you, you can't ever count them out either. Wow. And, and more so than, than those two guys is that defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There are times this year where you're like, man, they are the number one defense by far in all of football. Like last week against Saints. Yeah, and there's other weeks where it's like, dude, did they, sh- did they wake up? Like is something going on? They just weren't there. Are these like all the backups or what? It's uh, having Vita Vea back is huge for them, but more so is the linebacking core of Shaq Barrett, uh, Devin, Devin White. White. Um, White those guys are going to have to be all over the place. White They're going to have to cover everything. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my brother, of course, giant Buccaneers fan, lifelong Buccaneers fan. So him and I had a good conversation about it today. It's um, you know, really just saying, he even mentioned, he's like, man, Devin White's going to be, you know, pretty much sideline to sideline all game. And he's going to have to because, the, you know, the Bucks have a great rush. Adding Vita Vea back adds even more to that with him, Indomitian Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul, bringing guys off the side. Uh, off the Whitehead, edge. too. Yeah, I mean, all those guys, they're going to be rushing the quarterback and... Mm-hmm. Those linebackers are going to be have to be the ones that are scaling sideline to sideline to to watch for screens, and if they can't do that, Aaron Rodgers will screen you to death. Like, and those running backs will make people miss. Um, and then from the Tampa Bay side, I mean, they're going to have to leverage tight ends, I think, heavily in this game because when you when you mix, um. The defense of the Packers, like Jair Alexander and Kevin King, Adrian Amos, Josh Jackson, Darnell Savage, all those guys in the defensive backfield, it's it's going to be hard to make, take deep shots on these guys. They are very smart uh, football players, very smart defensemen. So look for 
the Smith brothers here, not really brothers, but Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, Zadarius Smith, Christian Kirksey, linebackers, defensive ends, and so on, they are going to have to keep the, the mid shots under control. Yeah. And if they can slow down the run game, which I definitely think they can, when you have people like Kenny Clark and Snacks Harrison jamming up the middle at nose tackle. There's like a Jared Alexander. Um, yeah, I mean, it's they're, I think they should be able to control the running game without an issue, and, and they don't have to worry about it too much um, to where they can truly focus on just shutting Tom down and coverage guys. Yeah. So I think that's really where the big differences are uh, in this game is – yeah, Rojo's a great running back, and and yes, they have Fournette, which great. He's been doing amazing on screens, but I, I I just don't know if that's enough because you have really really veteran guys like Preston Zedarius Smith and Kirksey at linebacker to to control that run game and to control where Tom kind of goes with the ball to kind of help dictate uh, and force him into situations where he can cause some turnovers. Now, the Bucks, of course, blew out the Packers earlier this year. This is not the same Packers team. This is also not the same Bucks team. They're they're a little more. Both teams are more evolved, more in, more in tune with each other. So I think this is going to be an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really going to come down to the Packers' offensive line holding up against the rush, and if they can do that even just a little bit, I think they come away with the win here. I can see with the with the um, with the defense that the Packers have. Sometimes they're they play a little off. They play quite a bit of zone coverage to where Tom can kind of see, dictate, and, and you know pretty much put the ball wherever he wants. So they just need to control that. It's not even that they have to pressure him that much. They're going to need to because he's, he's so accurate and good with the football. Um, I think we have a couple of players to watch out here for uh, as far as who I think can be dark horses for each team to help carry them to the next level. Uh, and then, yeah, dude, feel free to chime in here at any time, too. But it's for the Packers, I honestly feel like the game breaker. Um, you know, I think last week I went with Robert Tanyan and uh, he had a couple of good catches. But I think if you're going to if you're going to wear the Buccaneers down to open up the passing game um, for Rodgers and for Adams and for those other wide receivers, it's not Aaron Jones. It's going to be A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon is a giant massive specimen of a wrecking ball. And if you can not, he doesn't have to run for a hundred yards, but what he should be used for in this game is to wear down the defense. It takes a lot to bring this guy down. And when you're smacking face to face, you know, shoulder to chest with this guy, he can wear you down. And the reason the Buccaneers linebackers are so fast is because they're, I don't want to say undersized, but they're a little smaller. So if A.J. Dillon can get to that at least the second level and just put hits on those guys and wear them down, that's going to be able to open up Rodgers in that pass game. Yeah. Now for the Buccaneers, it's going to be completely different because the Buccaneers are going to have to go pass heavy in this game. And with losing Antonio Brown, that's going to open it up for Scotty Miller to be the, the, the kind of savior for this team. He's going to have to play a way that Tom Brady is used to seeing uh, when he was with New England with people like Edelman and Wes Welker, where he needs to come across the middle, catch screens, um, quick slants, those things to just keep the chains moving to get them down to where they can leverage those running backs properly. Um, 
that's just my take on it. That's what I mean. That's pretty much what I think both teams have to do to win this football game. Uh, but again, we know what the offenses can do. It's whose defense is going to hold up the most here. Yeah. Just find out what it's like whenever I'm going. Um, <laughs> I'm taking the Bucks though. Taking the Bucks. Yeah. Any any reason why or? Uh, because well, number one, uh, Via Vea is back and he's a wrecking ball, and also because um, <laughs> sure is. I know they've been I know they've been doing good so far, but the Packers don't have uh, Bakhtiari to kind of stop uh, either Via Vea or that's um, that, that's so, def- that definitely hurts. Yeah. Bakhtiari is a monster. Also, the Bucks defense played out of their mind last week, and I think they need to just do that again. Yeah, I mean, when you look at last week, I mean, the Bucks' offense, especially the offensive line, really held up to the Saints' defensive front. And the Saints' defensive front is one of the best out there. Yeah. Um, so that's that's an, you know that kind of lends in leans into what I was saying, where you know they're going to have to get pressure on Brady, but they can't fully rely on that because that offensive line with the Bucks is something special too. With, of course, with uh, you know rookie tackle Tristan Wirfs leading that front. Um, they can't focus on just getting pressure because it doesn't matter. Brady can get the ball out of his hands in two seconds. So you have to do more. It's more about your coverage uh, against Tampa than anything else. And those safeties, yeah. uh, when we look at safeties for the Packers, like Darnell Savage and, and Adrian Amos, they're going to have to do uh, a lot of run support, um, chipping, uh, tight ends and so on as they're coming off the line like Bray and Gronk. They need to hit them before they get moving uh, to kind of stutter and stop that momentum a little bit uh, yeah. before we go and, uh, you know, keep it moving. Yeah. I, I, either I think it's going to be a phenomenal football game. These teams oh, are so is. evenly matched uh, in a lot of different areas. I just I think the Packers also have this – they have this train moving and it's full stop. Or it's uh, it's going, you know, has full momentum and it, it, it can't stop. Is what I was trying to say. Uh, it's almost like the brakes are out, like we're going full speed here. Um, but they have something special going on, and uh, yeah, good, great game though. But let's let's move on to the second game and talk hey, about this me. one. Uh, the later game at six forty p.m. Buffalo Bills taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City, and this is the third year in a row that the Kansas City Chiefs are in the um, AFC Championship. Absolutely. Yep. Impressive, impressive run here by this Kansas City Chiefs team. Who are you taking? Chiefs. Chiefs? Chiefs! Taking the Bills. I know. Taking the Bills. I've been saying it for weeks. Bills Mafia all the way. Um, talked to a Bills fan yesterday. Mm-hmm. He has fully welcomed me temporarily into Bills Mafia for the rest of the season. The more they can get, the better. Um I, I do think Patrick Mahomes is fully healthy. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he even had a, yeah. even had a concussion. To be honest with you, uh, they just didn't have anywhere else to put it on the injury report. They just had to put it as a concussion protocol and because he was woozy. They treated it like that, but I honestly don't even think he had one. And uh, I think he's a hundred percent, which is which makes for better football, you know. And um, it, it's. You know, it's, let me let me say this before we, we really dive into it, um, dude. There's no turtle bowl of the week this week. I, I, there is no turtle bowl. There's of the a week. better game than this week. These are these are the two best games you can honestly hope for. When you look at the NFC Championship, right? Two of the older quarterbacks in football, two of the best older quarterbacks to ever play the game. Do you play the game of the week sound twice? Going against each other, you have 
the two two best youngest quarterbacks, up and coming superstars in this in this league, Mahomes and Allen, playing against each other this week. It doesn't get any better than that when you when you're just a fan of the game. Yeah. Um, here's you go into it first. What's what's your why do you think the Chiefs are going to win this game? You you've watched the, we've watched the Bills, we've watched the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, what's your take on it? What do you, what do you think is going to going to help them or hurt them or what, what makes them better? Uh, in, in to, you know on Sunday um, against the Bills. Well, because like the Bills defense um, is like the big factor here with like against the Bills um, because they did bad against the Colts and then they did amazing against the Ravens. But again, they're the Ravens and they and they always have their off weeks, um, like every team does. But um, I just. I just think the Chiefs are going to win because, like, they're offense. You think the offense is too much for that Bills defense. Yeah. And, like, that Chiefs defense, might, like, does need to get, like, a little bit better. Okay. I hear you. I definitely hear you. That Chiefs offense, when they're firing in all cylinders, man, it's – it's it's they kind of remind – well, I'm, let, me, let me rephrase that. The Packers offense reminds me of the Chiefs offense, not in the fact of the speed – but the fact that when they're smiling and they're having fun, they're impossible to stop. Yeah. Um, I guess a couple of quick reasons just for me as far as this game goes, why I think the Bills are going to go. Number one, it doesn't even have to deal with football. You know, four years ago, what, four years ago, five years ago, I blocked it out of my memory, when Atlanta – made their strong push through the playoffs to get into the Super Bowl that we all know what happened at the end. Um, that season, especially the end of the season, into the playoffs, it was, you know, as a fan watching it, it was like the stars were aligning. Is that there was something different, just whatever was happening in the atmosphere that made this work. I mean, I still remember watching that NFC Championship game where Atlanta took on the Packers and they just wiped the field with them. Um, I feel like that's happening for Buffalo this year. I feel like everything Josh Allen's doing, the improvements he, he, he's he gone through this year, bringing in Stephon Diggs, I mean, goodness gracious, that dude is special on the field. Um, the defense, when you really look at it, I mean, yeah, they have off weeks as well, but when you look at it, it's really special. Uh, and I think the stars are aligning for the Bills this year. And that's, that's really one reason why. And I know it's a weird reason why, but... Um, when I look at the offense for the Chiefs, everybody's going to be there. Tyree Kill, McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, Clyde is back in the mix. You have Le'Veon Bell. You have Darrell Williams, which really stepped up last week. You have Mahomes, of course. And then you have Kelsey. Then you have guys like Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pringle that pitch in. Here's, here's the difference. When you look at Buffalo's defense, Buffalo's defense is going to put pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Um, he doesn't get that a whole lot, to be honest with you. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes does get a little more dangerous when he has to go outside the pocket and move around a little bit. But Jerry Hughes and Ed Oliver have been playing out of their minds this year. Yeah, They will get to Mahomes, and they will stop the running game. It's going to be, just like it always has with the Chiefs, screen passes. Yeah. Getting guys out into the open, like Le'Veon Bell, which is one of the best in the game. Um, but when you have Tremaine Edmonds, 
Matt Milano sitting there at linebacker. I, I definitely see the defense of the Bills shifting a little bit and doing much more, looking more like a nickel defense, if you will, covering with more corners, more defensive backs than, than we've seen them play with at one time this year. Yeah. When you look at, and, it, and like I said, this is me. <laughs> if this is me being the defensive coordinator, I mean, I would have Jerry Hughes, Ed, Ed Oliver, and Mario Addison on my defensive front. I would have Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano at linebacker. And then I'd have six defensive backs. That's me. I mean, because you can rush with those three guys up front. You can throw in a Milano or an Edmonds blitzing, blitzing, or you can throw a safety in there to blitz somewhere. But when you put in, you know, new superstar pick sixer, Teron Johnson in there, you got Tredavious White, you got Levi Wallace, you got Jordan Poyer, you got Micah Hyde, throw old man Josh Norman in there. Yeah. That is how they're going to have to stop this defense or this uh, Chiefs offense. Either nickel it or dime it or something to make sure that you're not letting players behind you, because that's what that's how the Chiefs are going to kill you. And but by putting that speed and that type of scheme together for this offense, they can slow them down just enough. They can create and force turnovers. Patrick Mahomes is great, but he will have an errant throw and get lucky where it's not a pick. Um. I think Milano and those guys, they can shut down the run and then fully focus on the pass. This is going to be, just like we saw with the Bills and the Ravens last week, a very pass-heavy football game. You're not going to see... both teams are going to get over a touchdown. Well, that's what I mean. You're not going to see a lot of... Uh, you're not going to see a lot of running. No. But I think that defensive backfield is going to be the key for the Buffalo Bills. They cannot give up big passes. And they're going to have somebody float. They're going to have a safety floating, like Micah Hyde. They're going to have him floating and just roaming around that backfield to watch where these players are going. Or if it's like a free safety or something. That's what I mean. They're going to have to keep everything in front of them. If they do take a shot, you got to double. You got to double up on somebody. Even if you look at the Chiefs' offense, right, and you and you look and you break it down, like let's say, okay, we're going to double team Tyree Kill. We're going to double team Travis Kelsey. You, you still leave people open like Watkins, like Hardman. Uh, worry about the linebackers and maybe another corner or safety covering covering a side for screen passes to block it off or to, or to cut them off and block off the edge. You just can't let them get to the edges. Keep them in the middle of the field. I mean, they'll burn you up the seam. You got to be careful, but that's where that free safety is going to come in to you know cover up top. They need to be able to double up on people and still have enough speed to take care of the rest. And the Bills have it. Yeah. With those defensive backs, the Bills have the speed and the talent and everything else. I think this game is truly going to mark how great Tredavious White as a cornerback in the NFL is. If he yeah. wants to be one of the best, and he, oh my gosh, he is so close. This is the game he needs to put his stamp on this team in this league. He needs to step up because he did not have a great game against the Colts. That is why the Colts got in so deep. Well, no one did. Um, I, I know, but a lot of it was him. He did not have a good football game. And I think, you know, I, I know, first of all, I know the Bills are going to be very well prepared. But this is extremely important uh, to, to cover that offense. And I'm sure they'll have a great game plan together. I, I think that's why the Bills are going to win. I think the, the Bills defense is going to do 
a lot more than what most teams were able to this week because, man, they've been preparing for this for a long time. They know what's yeah. at stake. Um, it's all or nothing. And Josh Allen, it's, it's not going to be too big for him this year. Um, this is the farthest they've gotten in a very long time, and I think he's ready for it. Diggs, oh, man, he's going to bring that attitude. You know that. Yeah, um, Diggs needs the Super Bowl in his career. Cole Beasley is going to be just fine. Uh, I think John Brown is healthy. I'm not sure. I haven't heard if they've, they're going to activate Kenny Stills or Devontae Freeman yet uh, to kind of help in the run game a little bit. I, I think if they were able to activate Devontae Freeman, that would be great for the, for the screen game. He is very great at catching the ball out of the backfield. And if they can activate Kenny Stills, that would only add to the deep shots that, uh, that Josh Allen can take. So I haven't heard if they're going to do any of that yet or if they're just going to roll with what they got because it's been working. Um, but we'll see what happens here, see what happens over the weekend and the rest of today to see what goes on. Yeah, that's our preview. That's <laughs> that's that's my deep take into these two games. Um, man, I'm super excited for this weekend of football. I know what made the best of the best. I mean, this is, this is just un- unbelievable football. Two best of the AFC, the two best of the NFC. Yeah, I'm, I'm just refreshing my news here just to see if anything anything is coming out uh, before we close up here. Um, but I think that is going to end, folks, our, uh, our championship weekend preview, um, conference championship weekend. Um, please, everybody, uh, enjoy football this weekend. It's getting down to the nitty-gritty here, getting down to the end. Best football here to come. Then um, a few weeks from now, Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, for everybody out there, uh, appreciate you all listening. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for uh, joining in with us here. Both if you're new. Weeks, both of these weeks are uh, game of the week. They are. Yeah, we're not even going to talk about that. But uh, if, if you're new to the show, hopefully you enjoyed. Hopefully you'll keep listening. If you do enjoy it, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. So you get notified of all the new episodes. They drop two of them a week. Yep. Um, for folks that have been around for a long time, thank you. Yep. For your loyalty and all just on Twitter. sticking through, sticking through with us here as we're uh, just having some fun here. Nice father yeah. son podcast. To talk about football. Follow us on Twitter at all blitzpod and uh, enjoy championship weekend. Yeah. So stay safe, me, stay healthy. From us here at the All Bliss Podcast, stay safe, stay healthy. Peace. Peace. <laughs>